You are listening to The Social Hotelier Show, a podcast that inspires hoteliers to create meaningful and memorable experiences for their customers in pursuit of their passion. We share our views and experiences relating to hospitality, technological trends, and also relating to humanity. Here is your host, Sam Eric Rutman. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to The Social Hotelier Podcast with me, Sam Eric Rutman. We have some incredible guest speakers lined up for you, including the Global Wellness Institute Wellness Influencer out of Vietnam. He's also part of the Hospitality Think Tank, so you are not going to want to miss out. Today, we have a very special guest with us. He's an international expert on emerging deep technologies, founder and partner of Convergence Catalyst out of Bangalore, India. He's the head of strategy for a leading big tech company, building the new Internet of Health regular conference keynote speaker on emerging deep technology trends. I'm thrilled to introduce to you Jayanth N. Kola. Jayanth insight on emerging tech are invaluable and will surely leave you inspired. So let's dive in and chat with him about the technologists. What happened to the rock and roll star status and latest trends with their generative AI shaping the future of hospitality and tourism, and hopefully with some practical tips. Welcome Jayanth and thanks for joining today. Thank you, Sam Eric, and as always a pleasure. You're making a bold statement that the era of technologists be, being the rock star of our generation is over. Could you help us to understand what you mean by that? Okay, so I will answer that uh, question in two parts. Uh, and this is something that I have observed, uh, you know, very recently. Uh, in fact, about four or five months back, uh, when I was watching this, uh, in fact, I was watching the last episode of this uh, Netflix show called Playlist, right? It's it's a Netflix show about uh, uh, the the f- uh, formation of Spotify, which actually essentially came out of Sweden. You know, your neighbor and your part of the world, actually. And uh, and and in that uh, series in the last episode paints a picture of you know a little bit into the future of twenty twenty five, how uh, you know uh, the technology led. Uh, uh, startup ecosystem and billion dollar uh, you know uh, company ecosystem and how tech uh, technology is disrupting digital technology is disrupting our way of life uh, for the last uh, uh, last few decades that we've observed okay has sort of uh, plateaued in the uh, in the year of 2025 and that got me thinking and and that's when i did some uh, trend analysis historical trend analysis and i'm uh, you know and that's when i uh, i realized that actually the era of the technologist or the digital technology, you know, software developer being the center or rock star of our generation is coming to an end. That that era is coming to an end. And and uh, if you look at it, uh, you know, that's been a sort of a historical trend that every 25 years in our world, one character or one stakeholder has been made, uh, you know, the center uh, or the profession to look up for and uh, you know and and by you know by that the entire productive uh, generation the productive population around the world have been uh, you know chasing to become that particular uh, uh, actor let me give you an example and and the historical trend analysis that i've seen the technologists you know uh, started becoming uh, coming into uh, prominence or getting a lot of attention in the late 90s with with just the start of the dot-com bubble, okay? And we are about 20, 
23 25 years into that and and we've seen you know beyond uh, the dot com bubble which is called the web 1.0 or the internet era then 10 years 12 years ago we've seen the entire mobile uh, smartphone app ecosystem era and in the very recent past the emergence of data analytics and uh, uh, the ai which is about to uh, take off the ai era and in all of this the technologist had a, had played a huge role and you know everyone wanted to become that you know uh, the billionaires of our generation uh, be it elon musk uh, steve jobs bill gates or uh, you know mark zuckerberg uh, larry page and sergey brin and and some of uh, the europeans the danny x of the world have all been technologists right but uh, you know now what's happening is technology it's get i mean technology and digital technologies and that development is is getting to the masses okay and it's getting commoditized okay the similar thing happened to various other professions in the past so in the 90s if you remember in the 80s and the 90s the wall streeters or the stock brokers you know were the most hottest uh, uh, profession and uh, everyone wanted to become a stock broker right i mean they were the rock stars before that it was uh literally the pop stars and the rock stars and the hollywood actors right uh, for 25 uh, years in the in the 70 60s and the 70s especially okay before that it was the writers it was the poets right so every 25 years i we've seen that you know one particular character uh, you know uh was given the rock star status and everyone want uh, the entire uh, productive population or the generation wanted to become uh, become that and chase that particular profession but what happened is after about 25 30 years everything that they were doing was getting commoditized like you know uh you and i sitting at our home using our dmat account scan uh you know trade in stocks right now we don't need a wall street uh, uh, stock broker the intelligence that they had is now uh, available for uh, you know uh, individual consumers and retail uh, investors like us right similarly uh, you know the entire space of uh, creating uh, uh, movies and content and the entire influencer or the celebrity culture okay thanks to youtube shorts tiktoks instagram reels everybody is an influencer i mean you know now we don't have uh, the big hollywood rock stars or uh, sorry hollywood actors or the rock stars as the uh, as the big celebrities anymore now if you look at it most of the marketing uh, you know dollars are being ch- are chasing actually the in- instagram influencers and there are millions of them right so every it's it's getting commoditized right and this has been a cycle every 25 years if you observe right writing you know now authors are writing thanks to blogging everybody is a writer okay so uh, you know what has been a special skill set and that particular person or that particular profession excelling in that skill set over about 25 30 years gets commoditized and everybody gets to, gets to do that and uh, i i personally believe that technologists okay uh, you know being being the rock stars and the center of our uh, generation and getting all the uh, attention getting the center stage is over uh, because cyclically you know we, uh, they they've been the center of attention for 25 years now okay 23 25 years and second and this is the second part of the answer for that question the technologies and starting with generative ai which, which we are going to speak a lot about uh, on this podcast okay uh, are actually getting there to help everyone to be, to become a programmer right now guess what sam eric english is the new programming language thanks to chat gpt 
right you just have to give a good prompt okay and uh, the you know chat gpt engine yes. the generative ai engine will actually create a code for you okay with which you can build a software product a digital solution okay so english is a new programming language you don't need c c++ .net okay c hashes yes. and nothing nothing of those sort okay and what that yeah right and 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 what that means is okay everyone can now become a coder every can everyone now can become a you know digital product uh, uh, builder okay or digital solution builder okay and now this is you know we are at the inflection point or at the precipice of some of these technologies making uh, you know some of the digital technology product solution service building commoditized and and take it to everybody's hands and thereby uh, you know taking the sheen off of uh, the erstwhile rock stars up until now of this generation who were uh, technologists so just for our viewers who don't fully understand what is a generative ai what does it actually mean for uh, for the for the regular regular person i mean i was uh, really ignorant until uh, november about it right. and now you've been talking with me about you've been hammering in my head about uh, this is what it is and i still didn't get it now yes. i get it but uh, it, could you just <laughs> kind of repeat simply what does it actually mean in practicality for somebody that uh, that he should be every day practice like uh, we practiced how to write emails before yes. or we when we moved from typewriters to computers we have to learn how to use uh, word star word processing programs in 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 the history of computers but now it's about prompts what does yes. it actually mean okay let me give you the difference the machine learning or the artificial intelligence algorithms or the models Uh, up until very recently up until you know like you mentioned november of 2022 till chat gpt was launched uh, machines were only considered to be uh, intelligent in terms of uh, you know predictions right his uh, trend analysis and predictions depending on the data and the information that they are fed okay depending on how the algorithms or the machine learning models were written to understand and decode that data and, and and derive intelligence out of them okay so they were primarily uh, you know good at pattern recognition and trend analysis and thereby by extending you know uh, predictive analysis right they were able to predict but that was also primarily coming from the historical trends that that they were deriving out of the information and data that they were uh, uh, that they were fed into uh, okay that that was fed into them now what that meant was the artificial intelligence engines or the machine learning algorithms okay were very dependent on and the output of uh, of of these algorithms or these uh, engines were almost dependent only on the data the amount of data and the kind of data that was fed into them right uh it was thought that you know uh ai engines will not are are not yet ready to generate anything out of thin air from the scratch by themselves okay but that changed okay with this new advancement in the ai technology called generative ai okay 
and this advancement i i don't want to go too deep into the technicalities of it has happened because of the uh, invention of a new uh, you know uh, model or methodology of uh, you know getting the machines to learn and it's called reinforcement learning wherein okay. you know two machine learning algorithms are pit against one another and one they act like a master and a slave one uh, you know one tries to learn the other one corrects the one likes to, tries to learn and the other one corrects so if you can think about it machines don't get tired they can work 24 by 7 by 365 thereby yeah. they if they are master and slave unlike humans they can keep uh, fine tuning and correcting each other and thereby they started generating uh, you know content okay and that is why uh, and now artificial intelligence models or artificial intelligence machines or engines and algorithms generating something new uh, you know out of thin air uh, which is which could be a lot or significantly different from the data or the information that has been fed into them is the entire new uh, uh, you know advancement Uh, in the technology space, uh, especially in the AI space, and and it is going to be an advancement in the way that we uh, live our day-to-day -day lives as well. Do you mean this is this is really there has been uh, by using a word revolutionary what has happened in in November at least to bring in the it to the public? Uh, I mean it was invented earlier. Oh yes, absolutely. So you know the launch of Chat GPT, okay, uh, is definitely revolutionary. okay uh, at least the the you know public launch of it uh, has definitely been revolutionary and the way it has been performing the way it has been learning ever since it's been launched and performing and fine tuning itself i remember in the first few weeks uh, you know it it could not clear uh, some of the law exams or the essay even on sats in us it it scored very low but fast forward 2 3 months it was learning unto itself and it was acing sats it was you know clearing those law, law exams and it it happened only in this you know in the in the span of 2 to 3 months how you know even after launching how soon it's been learning and fine tuning and correcting itself how powerful it's been becoming in terms of accuracy okay uh, in terms of its capabilities okay that uh, all these things taken into consideration it's nothing short of revolutionary yes Yeah, I mean, the uh, I started to use uh, a uh, one of those uh, uh, generative programs for for writing for blog right. writing, and uh, I had really in the beginning a difficulty to to understand what I should ask and what how, yes. what is the context and and the detail and to be very specific. So whatever I put in there, it it is able to create the the content for me, but I have to. Also understand what I'm what am I trying to get out of it at the end. So it's not just asking a question like uh, how is 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 there life on Mars kind of a question because it it's not going to give you what you're looking for. But Correct. it's really able to write those prompts and uh, this is something uh, I think that uh, I mean just a question for you. I mean, how important is it to practice to learn how to use prompts? So what is the benefit of of doing that? Oh, absolutely. So, uh, prompt engineering or prompt designing is is still a gap, and there's a it's an opportunity actually. There could be a whole bunch of uh, new startups that can come up that can help uh, you know help people write better prompts. Okay, uh, and thereby 
help you know helping these generative ai engines like chat gpt for example uh, you know generate better more accurate uh, content for you right yeah. uh, so essentially what is prompt engineering is on one side there exists this uh, generative ai engines like chat gpt or dali 2 in the case of generating pictures and graphics right uh, but their output is only dependent on uh, what you uh, the prompt that you put in english in the uh, in that generation box right i mean in in google search we call it the search box here yes. you know let's call it the generation box i don't know what it is called i'm just giving mm. it my name right yes so depending on how intelligent uh, or how accurate or uh, you know that that particular prompt is right but what happens is not every one will be able to articulate or express themselves in in their language be it english or in any other language in that generation box in terms of what they are looking for they might be thinking of something but they might be entering something else and when the um, output comes they might not be completely satisfied with it or happy with it right so there still exists a gap between the way humans intuitively behave and where the generative ai engines are there in terms of uh, you know generating the output or the content right there's a very there's, there's a gap but nevertheless there's a gap okay there's a yeah. small gap but nevertheless there is a gap that pro, you know bridging that gap is the opportunity uh, you, you know of intelligent prompt engineering or prompt designing i would like to call it prompt designing right because it's 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 more of a design thinking uh, methodology than an engineering methodology engineering is very uh, you know very binary very zero to one and very dry in nature here you're you're getting the machines closer to the humans okay yes. you're not asking you're not asking humans to uh, you know learn the way the machines behave you are actually getting the machines closer to humans that will uh, that will include a lot of you know understanding of psychology you know anthropology sociology or you know cultural aspects okay uh, linguistic aspects okay and all of these to some extent are uh, to some or other extent are captured in the in in design thinking domain as opposed to engineering domain so this is more of a prompt designing uh, opportunity that exists and there are companies that are working for it for example i know and i'm i'm advising a company which is helping people you know uh, get their resumes built using chat gpt and helping them with uh, better prompt designing for you know for their own resumes i mean uh, you know some of the professionals they are great profes- professionals they've been working in the industry f- for different companies for 10 15 20 years but when it comes to building their resume they probably are not the best they struggle i mean i personally have friends even at senior management level who struggle to make their resume guess what today you know a chat gpt engine or a generative ai engine can help you build your resume but you need to provide uh, you know the right prompts so if you are struggling to provide it right prompts there exists a small opportunity where can there be a, a, a human resources technology company that's good in you know prompt designing that no matter you know you can give the keywords basis your uh, uh, you know uh, uh, basis your profession and your resume but uh, it helps the uh, you know generative ai engine uh, build out a very accurate resume of yours that's a real life uh, real world use case right yeah so uh, prompt designing as a domain uh, you know as an application is being developed there that's just one of the uh, you know one of the use cases 
so prompt designing uh, exists uh, as an opportunity uh, for the next two three years uh, i believe that 10 years ago how mobile app companies became a lot of uh, you know tech startup revolution for the next two three years i believe that prompt designing companies are going to be you know we are going to be having a swarm of prompt design companies uh, which are going to follow the same mobile app uh, you know uh, revolution uh, and and in terms of numbers let's move over to tourism and hospitality industry and talk about how the this kind of uh, industry can leverage the advancement in generative AI space. I mean, I, I see that there's a potential and many people I ask uh, are they familiar with chat GPT? They, they say, yes, I am. I said, well, what do you do with this? Oh, it's only for marketing. I see. So it's uh, helping them to write the uh, cold, uh, cold sales, cold call sales letter or, or, or email. But the, there is a much more involved there. And I think one of the things I think we could discuss a number of uh, cases which how this can be better used and then and then this will open all our eyes how the how a great tool and how it actually will change our lives again so maybe we can talk about uh, let's uh, a chatbot uh, chatbots were used to be very uh, mechanical but what has happened with uh, if we consider uh, what's what what we know about uh, the generative AI space how has chatbots uh, uh, be advanced so that's very interesting when you talk to people you ask them about uh, you know have you uh, worked with chat gpt have you played around with it and uh, you know you you get an answer yes and they they say that right now it's being used in marketing but what you should go ahead and answer, ask them is uh, okay have you played around with dali dali 2 or mid journey or do you know uh, you know have you heard of uh, make a video from Meta, the parent company of Facebook, or Imagine Video that's coming from Google, or called as Gen 1 or Gen 2 coming from Runway ML. You know, the reason that I, I, I say some of these things is, ChatGPT is the first of its kind generative AI engine that's been launched publicly, okay? Yeah. And what it does is, it takes a text prompt and generates a you know text-based output in terms of an article a blog a summary an analysis okay a synthesis of information and everything but it's all text-based okay then some of the uh, you know uh, generative ai uh, engines that i just mentioned that uh, be it playground ai be it uh, dali 2 or mid journey they take the text input as a prompt and generate graphics okay so you know you can get as creative as 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 uh, possible you can say you know a uh, finnish young man sam eric uh, you know uh, surfing uh, on the on an indian beach okay so and it could generate a picture of you with uh, you know uh, with your with your finnish attire in uh, on an indian beach or or something like that i mean i remember my first uh, prompt uh, playing around with dali 2 a few months back was um, generating a Victorian damsel, okay, uh, uh, a Victorian era damsel riding a Harley Davidson motorcycle in uh, rural <laughs> India, okay, and go. it did generate it. It generated a picture, 
Okay, now going forward, make a video which uh, uh, Facebook is going to launch or Imagine video or in fact, Gen, uh, something called as Gen 2 that Runway ML is working on. These are companies uh, that are working on. They can take a uh, uh, text input and create a video for you. So now imagine, you know, with just one text input, you can create an entire video and imagine in the marketing uh, space, in the content creation space, okay, in this entire space of uh, YouTube Reels, uh, you know, sorry, YouTube Shorts and Instagram Reels and TikTok, uh, uh, TikTok videos, how generative AI can, uh, you know, can play a role uh, in terms of if you can j just generate uh, photo and video content, okay. Now, this is very helpful, obviously, in the space of marketing, you know, uh, across industries and specifically hospitality and tourism as well. Okay. And the next one, uh, you know, and, and uh, you know, now marketing uh, people of different companies don't have to, uh, you know, spend a lot of time and energy and money, you know, giving briefs to the agencies, getting the, uh, you know, getting the uh, ad developed or the first cut developed and then getting it fine-tuned through a few iterations. They can do it, uh, you know, with a computer in about three seconds uh, sitting mm -hmm. in front of them, right? Yeah. So the entire game of marketing goes to a next level and thereby content creation, uh, be it blogging or vlogging, okay? Uh, chatbots. Chatbots up until now uh, have been just uh, automated machines, or automated, uh, you know, FAQ uh, uh, machines, right? The frequently answered questions. Uh, and they used to be very canned responses. With generative AI, uh, you know, something like a chat GPT API uh, integrated or, or a GPT uh, uh, engine behind, chatbots will become very extremely human-like, uh, uh, capable of uh, having human-like long conversations, extremely accurate, contextual and relevant, right? Uh, you know, depend for the same... Uh, uh, you know, question that you would ask a chatbot sitting in Helsinki versus me sitting in Bangalore, the response would be different. Uh, it would be it would be as though we are chatting with a human on the other side. The you know, uh, it would be more descriptive, engaging, and long as well, and and fairly accurate and contextual as well, right? Uh, for for you and I uh, differently. So that way, the engagement. Um, you know, and the interaction, even uh, as for something as small as a, a chatbot uh, application or a use case, uh, the experience goes to a completely different level with the generative AI engines at the back. Yeah, I I read what uh, the companies like Booking.com and Expedia that they are advancing into the generative AI space. And yes. for instance, if you are booking your flight. Uh, let's say you're flying to to Bang uh, Bangalore, and then you, you book your ticket. Once you arrive, uh, and while you're making your booking, then uh, the booking.com, they will also re recommend, oh, by the way, there is a, a Hilton next to the airport, so may I make a booking for you? This didn't used to happen before. You have to ask everything specifically, but now this has changed, and then they, they are able to track... Uh, about uh, the past customer data, your past purchases, etc., and make some very personal recommendation. And I think that is a, in one way, it's a threat for the hotels if they that it's so important to to buy into this technology now because the Booking.com has the uh, marketing power and the, uh, and the resources to 
do all these things. And But how can we then get the customer to book the hotel directly? So that answer really is that learn how to use these things because it's a, it doesn't cost a lot of money to get started, but you have to really start now. So what leads me now to the next point is about the personalized recommendations because it can be used to analyze customer data, your preferences, past purchases, search history, uh, and provide personal uh, recommendation. So uh, how what more can uh, this generator AI do for us? Uh, uh, and how does it work to get personal recommendations that uh, where do they get all this data from? Huh? Because in the past, I had to use a uh, kind of a cardex to uh, to write in that uh, Mr. and Mrs. Smith were uh, like this and this, but now it's all in, in a system. Correct. So number one, <clears throat> as of last month, exactly four, four weeks back, ChatGPT went ahead and created plugins and uh, and partnered with 11 different companies, okay? Uh, and four of them were actually from the tourism and the hospitality industry. Expedia, oh, yeah. Kayak, Open Table, mm. and there was one uh, uh, Speak, uh, you know, the AI-powered uh, language tutor. Okay, four yeah. out of the 11 plugins that uh, ChatGPT, you know, integrated with were actually from the tourism and the hospitality industry. Okay, so now using ChatGPT in real time, you can book flights using Kayak, you can book hotels, you can book restaurant tables, and you can use, uh, you know, language translators and foreign translators as well, everything in real time. So from just being, uh, providing you a summary in the form of text, okay, ChatGPT is evolving into becoming your, uh, you know, booking.com in, in real time as well. So, you know, you can, you can ask it, you know, get me the cheapest hotels or the cheapest flight route and it, you know, it, it will start doing that. All these companies, they have been digital companies, they have been digital platforms uh, since the web 1.0 era, Expedia, TripAdvisor, all these guys. And they have been, you know, they have been catering to the travelers, uh, you know, uh, and uh, being that uh, middleman or the aggregator between the uh, tourism and the hospitality industry providers, okay, service providers and the uh, and the guests and the consumers, okay, and they have been you know uh, uh, generating a a lot of data and this data is now you know being uh, made to be intelligent and uh, being used for. Uh, uh, by AI engines to provide better service, better real-time service from the consumer's point of view. Having said that, the hospitality providers, okay, also have a, uh, you know, option and an opportunity here, okay, to, you know, to play, uh, not play, to, you know, understand how these generative AI engines work, okay, and get their pricing and marketing and their interaction strategy uh, you know, uh, right with some of these uh, players or the aggregators, right? Now you ask me, how do these guys get their data? So for the last 10 or 12 years, most of the websites that we log on to, okay, apart from the browser, we log on using either a Google sign-on, single sign-on, either a Google sign-on or, or a Facebook sign-on, right? So your basic profile, as far as Google is concerned, based on Gmail or YouTube, your name, uh, where do you stay, your date of birth, your basic, uh, you know, uh, socio-economic, not socio-economic, but uh, demographic profile already exists with these companies and, you know, Facebook also has them. So you've been using your Facebook ID to log on to various other sites, be it Reddit or uh, 
you know, or Pinterest or TripAdvisor or Booking.com and all of these, right? So these companies have been, you know, accessing or getting your your profile and then they have been, uh, you know, um, tracking your behavior as well. So over a period of time, okay, uh, they know if I, if right now I'm on the Chrome browser, if I open booking.com, it automatically opens through my uh, email address or my, that, that's my username. It's jen.colat.gmail.com. It's a convenience for me because every time I don't have to log into booking.com. But at the same time, you know, I'm also helping booking.com's engine, uh, you know, uh, better understand my travel behavior, my stay behavior, you know, which hotels do I prefer? What kind of food do I uh, prefer if I'm making uh, res uh, restaurant bookings using open table? All, all of that uh, information, right? And, and helping them become intelligent. And they are now partnering with even more intelligent uh, engines such as uh, the generative AI engines to, uh, to use the power of, uh, you know, uh, generative AI intelligence to offer more customized and personalized uh, uh, services and offerings. So this is this is how uh, you know it's it's all connected actually. Yeah. <clears throat> how about translation services? Is it possible to have real time uh, translation services for customers who speak different languages? Considering that we, uh, as a uh, hotel staff, uh, you obviously have. Your native language, you maybe speak in one or two other languages, and uh, but then you have somebody who approaches you uh, uh, with a language that you're not familiar with. Uh, is it true that it's possible to create this kind of a service by by generative AI? Oh yes, absolutely. In almost real time, you know, you can create foreign uh, foreign language translation services. Okay, in fact. Uh, the language translation is another area, uh, you know, another industry which is uh, about to get uh, hit an inflection point or, you know, get a very revolutionary change thanks to generative AI. And the, the usage and the application of which in the hotel industry is actually one of the applications. In fact, you know, I quite like one of the, one of the companies, uh, you know, which created realistic dubbed foreign films and series uh, using generative AI. I mean, essentially, uh, probably my favorite use case of using deep fakes, okay, generative AI essentially used deep fakes to help reduce the, uh, reduce the gap or the dissonance between lip sync and the dubbed language. So if I'm Arnold Schwarzenegger or Sylvester Stallone, uh, you know, uh, in an English movie, originally English movie, uh, Hollywood movie, uh, you know, and if that's being, uh, you know, played or translated uh, into uh, or dubbed into sp uh, Spanish earlier, you know, my dialogue delivery <laughs> and my uh, movement was uh, uh, was a certain way because I was speaking in English. But now, you know, if, even my movements, my lip sync can be made to uh, uh, made to look like that I'm speaking in Spanish, right? So not just foreign translation, but even the image and the video editing to look very close to uh, dubbing is, is what is being uh, done by Generative AI today. Oh, amazing. Amazing. Um, a little bit about then we can move over to the predictive analysis, uh, how to optimize their pricing strategies and inventory management. Can you talk a little bit about how the Generative AI can be used to analyze data from various uh, sources uh, and then maybe predict uh, what kind of demand there will be for destinations and experiences. So, 
in terms of predictive analysis to help you know optimize pricing uh, has been existing not very long but for the last few years uh, because of adva advancements of advanced data analytics even uh, you know advanced data analytics and early stage machine learning okay uh, that uh, they were able to uh, in fact early early stage machine learning and uh, ai engines uh, which were launched about in 20 18 19 time frame about about four years ago uh, were able to uh, you know get a, a lot of data about a destination be it uh, you know youtube or instagram uh, posts okay and the comments that have been mentioned there and uh, gpt engines were able to do sentiment analysis as to understand the you know sentiment and the review whether it's good bad uh, and able to uh, you know, seg segment it and uh, give inputs to uh, the uh, the pricing engines if uh, the AI engines have been developed uh, with that kind of an intelligence. But this was possible even three, four years back, right? What generative AI engines uh, can and are doing and will do right now is they are going to make that entire process that much more, um, you know, seamless tight and that much more accurate earlier you know uh, you had to build web crawlers you had to build uh, you know uh, specific engines to get data from different uh, uh, websites uh, you know uh, api integration uh, uh, to get data and then uh, you know do the sentiment analysis and contextual uh, uh, analysis and then over that uh, layover uh, uh, intelligence layer to uh, optimize the pricing Right now, what uh, generative AI engines do is generative AI engines can get all of that uh, information, data and sentiment analysis that much more faster and quicker and that much more accurately. Okay, so the speed and the experience and almost real time uh, uh, response time is what the generative AI engines bring to the table. And this will help in, uh, you know, as you mentioned, predictive analysis of understanding when the rush is going to come, uh, you know, for a specific destination, how can, uh, uh, you know, the uh, pricing be optimized, uh, which is the sweet spot pricing, you know, uh, the, the traffic uh, uh, prediction analysis, the, uh, the room fill rates and, and all of that can be done uh, that much more swiftly, uh, you know, and accurately. Uh, thanks to a whole lot of uh, work being seamlessly done in a very cohesive uh, manner by the generative AI engines. Yeah, this really, we are living in a very revolutionary time. And I think it would be for anyone who is uh, working in the hospitality industry. Uh, I was watching this uh, social media influencer, Gary Vee. Uh, out of US and uh, he keeps on hammering. He used to talk about uh, uh, do a live video. That was his thing. And then he talked about podcasting. Uh, now he says that learn every day something new about, by, uh, from AI and start to practice prompts. And uh, if you do one, one half an hour every day, uh, you can learn very quickly and that actually can open up a new job opportunity for you. And because eventually the people who learn about this prompts and how to use and understand uh, how to, they can extend their skills by using this for various things, whether it's for 
predictive analysis or uh, sentiment analysis. I mean, uh, this, is, this is a great future for anyone who is in who uh, think that. Well, I don't know how I can use this uh, skill in my in my career. Uh, but uh, how would you go about it? I mean, if you yeah, we have you you are in. Uh, Maybe going to hotel school and you think, well, uh, I don't want to stand behind the front desk for the rest of my life. It's not very sexy to, to stand there. But uh, if they, how would they go about just to picking up some ideas and how to start to practice this skill? Uh, is it free or do you have to pay for all that? What are your thoughts? Uh, for now, they are f- uh, free to some extent. You have X number of tries, but uh, very soon all of these engines are going to uh, they're going to be having some kind of subscription fee. For businesses, they already have subscription fee, right? Uh, because running these, uh, uh, you know, generative AI engines uh, is not cheap. I mean, I, I, I'm I not sure of the number, but I remember reading it in one of the articles that it costs as high as $10 million uh, to get, uh, to keep ChatGPT running every day in terms of, cloud costs, server costs, computing costs, uh, processing costs, and all of that, right? So they don't come cheap. And one other thing that you have to understand is that all these generative AI engines, be it ChatGPT, DALI2, MidJourney, they are, they're all being launched at peak performance, right? So, you know, most of them have been, uh, you know, uh, performing with almost peak uh, computing uh, power processing power and also the data that has been fed into it so once they are launched uh, it's not like every year or two they're going to have another huge upgrade so uh, in what they can do and how fast they can learn the accuracy will improve okay yes but it's not like uh, the because they're already being launched at peak performance so they are going to be uh, you know come very soon they're going to be some kind of a charging model for that okay uh, but if you know i were a i were a young person just getting out of a university out of a hotel management school or a tourism school or getting into a school because i'm passionate about it i'm passionate about the hospitality industry and the service industry uh, this is something that uh, you know i have especially for youngsters in of this particular industry okay so again some trend analysis right in one generation itself okay uh, i personally have seen from as a kid to you know to whatever 40 something that i am right now that three of the human faculties have been you know uh, handed over to the machines right three critical uh, uh, faculties one was uh, our ability to uh, quickly think and calculate or or you know keep memory when I was young, uh, you know, even 20, 22 years ago, when I was in college, I remember, I used to remember all the phone numbers by heart and not just, you know, my parents' phone number, my friend's parents' phone number in the hostel that I was living, my hostel phone number and all of that, right? So I had uh, decent memory. I never used a black book to write down write down the phone numbers, okay? And then came, uh, you know, in the late 90s, uh, uh, early 2000s, these address books where you could enter digitally, Okay, and I also remember I used to be extremely fast at calculations, multiplications and divisions and and all of that. And then calculators have always existed and, you know, calculators took away that that speed and that uh, speed of thinking and that processing power of mine, right? Then about 20 years back, 
uh, or less than 20 years back, the search engines came, the Googles, okay, and the Wikipedias, okay, and they took away uh, the amount of effort that was put in to gain knowledge. We all used to go to uh, libraries or, you know, look into encyclopedias, look into dictionaries, okay, to get the meaning of a word, synonym of a word, uh, okay, and gain knowledge. Right now, you know, for the last uh, 15 plus years, all we do is Google search, right? We want anything, we can quickly Google search. So that, uh, you know, thirst for knowledge or the amount of effort put into gain or garner knowledge has been again passed on to the internet and to Google. Now, with generative AI, you know, the power of reasoning, okay, is being taken over, taken over by the machines, right? I mean, yeah. uh, I don't, if, if a machine can take in one single line prompt and generate a 500 or a 2000 word article, okay, I don't, you know, think of speech writers, think of bloggers, think of, you know, my own job as an analyst, the analyst notes that I put out. Okay, all that the machines can do, the, the lawyers, right? Uh, but where what it is taking away is it's my ability to reason, it's my ability to communicate, okay? Uh, uh, those are the faculties of human faculties that, that the uh, machine is taking over right now, okay? But that is also where, you know, I believe that the hospitality or the tourism industry, uh, you know, has still has an edge. Because in that industry, all said and done, at the end of the day, you are still dealing with humans. Your guests are humans. Okay, your guests are not robots. Okay, your receptionist can be a robot, but your guest is always going to be a robot. Okay, so the human interaction, the communication skills, the reasoning skills, the negotiation skills, okay, uh, are all actually going to be, you know, continuing for a long time to come, at least for a generation or two, very easily in the tourism and the hospitality industry. And this is going to be a critical, uh, you know, skill set as far as the rest of the professionals are concerned, right? Yeah. Uh, a human being who can still communicate, you know, effectively articulate uh, with other humans and, uh, you know, uh, keep their reasoning uh, skills uh, intact as far as uh, the other uh, humans are concerned. Going forward, you know, as these generative AI engines, you know, start taking over our lives, that particular skill set will actually become very premium and very uh, sought after. So I yes. would encourage anyone getting into the hospitality and the tourism industry and the service industry to actually look at that and, and keep and, uh, you know, sharpen those skills. Okay, that is number one. And number two... You also have to understand this another trend, which which I talked about uh, at again a tourism conference in London in 2019. It's actually the tourism and the hospitality industry which came up with some of the early uh, innovations that right now the technology industry is ad adopting, okay, uh, or adopting. Uh, for example, a very simple uh, example is the differential pricing engines, okay? Yes. Uh, airfares have always been differentiated depending on, you know, back in the day, even before uh, the internet came in, okay? Uh, 
when when you were uh, booking your uh, 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 flights through your uh, you know travel agent okay uh, depending on how far away your uh, travel date is and you know how confirmed you are you were getting different uh, pricing depending on uh, the fill rate uh, depending on the traffic the pricing pricing would change okay depending on the you know number of seats available in the flight closer to the flight time or number of uh, rooms available in a hotel the hotel room the first the flight rates and then airfare and then the hotel rooms they were always differential and this is essentially the differential pricing is something you know the concept of differential pricing is something that from the tourism and the hotel industry that's been taken and you know uh, put on uh, on top of a uh, you know very powerful technology engine and the ubers uh, of the world came up right i mean uh, erstwhile taxi rates from point a to point b remained the same uber is the one who came and uh, you know made the entire differential pricing and now differential pricing is a norm when it comes to you know online grocery buying app based grocery buying or anything right uh, you know you ordering in food so differential pricing engines are something that uh, a generation ago the tourism and the hotel industry was was using and the tech industry adopted it only in the last few years similarly you know there are other elements like i just mentioned the entire human to human interaction reasoning uh, communication articulation abilities are something that again the hotel and the tourism industry is going to have an edge on as compared to every other industry and is something that uh, this industry can look at harnessing uh, and you know uh, providing it as a as a as a uh, advantage or using it as a leverage over other industries and over other professionals that is something even in the generative ai world even going forward i very clearly see as a you know unique advantage of people uh, and and the characteristic of this particular industry yeah you mentioned some areas which are perhaps the the downside uh, one of the downsides of uh, using the chat gpts uh, or other generative ai is that uh, because it will produce co content for you with a lot of confidence that this is the way it is. And so I think uh, we, we need to be uh, more critical of what we are, uh, what it produces and actually use our analysis skills to see that, uh, uh, I mean, give you an example. I, uh, I was writing, uh, writing a blog and I asked uh, the chat GPT to produce for me some content. Uh, I gave them the the parameters for who it was and what was the focus. And I asked them to give some suggestions. And in less than 15 seconds, it spit out a 800 word uh, uh, piece for me. And when I started to read it, it, it sounded too good to be true. But then when I read it second time and third time, I realized I have to, uh, uh, I would not be allowed to uh, put my name on it because I have to really edit it very clearly and be very focused on exactly what is it what it puts out and it was partly uh, whatever i whatever whatever asked it to do it gave me but it gave it such a confidence and i think that's a kind of a red flag when when we are using that we have to be quite critical of what what it actually produces for us uh, what do you think i completely agree fact checking is going to be an extremely critical job and the need in the generative ai world very clearly yeah. okay that is going to come up so uh, yes you said uh, you you put it right i mean the the engine uh, you know uh, the, uh, 
generates uh, what you ask for it and extremely confidently and it's very easy to plagiarize that take it and and uh, say it as your own so that's where going forward you know uh, in the uh, that's where the analyst role for example in the financial uh, you know industry in the stockbroking industry financial analysts or like as management consultants or even paralegals okay uh, our ability to connect the dots will uh, you know uh, our, our need for connecting the dots will uh, will move from uh, connecting the dots to fact checking okay everything that the generative ai is coming out with because like you very rightly said going forward the difference between there's going to be a lot of noise okay so you know uh, uh, identifying the signal within that noise or you know uh, differentiating the shaft from the grain is going to be extremely dif- uh, you know difficult and going forward that's going to be what what is going to be extremely uh, important uh, you know and putting your name onto something that's created by generative ai if you do it without fact checking okay and that is going to become extremely difficult mind you it's going to become very murky yes. Okay, it won't yeah, be very yeah. easy. But anyone who can, who will be able to do that, and right from the beginning, has created th- their own methodology of and the discipline of you know um, uh, checking um, uh, checking for facts. Okay, is uh, uh, is going to be uh, you know going forward that much more authentic and genuine and that much more premium as well. But yeah. uh, you 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 are completely right. Fact checking is going to be an extremely important skill set and the need. Uh, going forward in the generative AI world. Sure. Jayant, it's been very, very interesting. I have one more question for you before we, we, we wrap up. And one question that I like to ask all my guests, besides what we talked about, what other trends do you see happening in AR or deep technologies that uh, uh, we should be aware of? Is there something that you already have? Because I know that you are you you have your antennas up and you always see what's, what's going on. Is there anything else that you, you want to share with us that we should be aware of? Uh, like I said, uh, in the AI, the, the AI world is going to make every one of us a coder. We can, all of us can be product builders as far as you know software products are concerned. Okay, like I said, English is going to be the new programming language. Okay, and there's going to be a lot of content that is going to be created. Uh, a lot of it, you know, not not great. Okay, uh, but. We are going to be inundated with content. Uh, it's going to become very easy for marketeers. Okay, uh, but going forward, at least for the foreseeable future, uh, AI is only going to be and should be, uh, you know, supplementing uh, our way of work. Anyone who develops a very good hybrid strategy of integrating humans working with AIs. Okay, working with AI, okay, is going to be uh, is going to be the winner going forward. You have to know how to use these generative AI engines for your, uh, you know, for your advantage. They can do a lot of uh, repeat tasks uh, fast. You should know in your profession, in your uh, tasks, which are those repetitive in your job, which are those repetitive tasks that you can, uh, you know, offload it to. But yeah, going forward for the foreseeable future, you're going to see generative uh, AI engines uh, creating a lot of stuff from, uh, you know, uh, out of thin air. There's a lot of creation that's going to be uh, happening, and you know, we can we can use. 
uh, all that creative power of the artificial intelligence engines okay in a lot of use cases and and applications so you for the next uh, five to eight to ten years you will be seeing uh, a new creative uh, uh, a, a new set of product solutions and use cases and applications coming in with uh, harnessing the creative uh, power of the uh, AI engines. Okay. So lastly, if people are interested to find out more about your activities, how can they do so and how can they find you? Uh, I'm available on LinkedIn, Jayant and Kolla. Uh, and my website, my company website uh, is convergencecatalyst.com. And, uh, you know, my email, email ID is mentioned there on the website. Very good. Jayant, I appreciate you joining today's episode and thanks for all the fantastic insight. Thank you, Sam. Eric. Pleasure as always. Thanks for joining us this week on the Social Hotelier Show. All right. Make and sure to visit our website, b8bhospitality.com, where you can subscribe to the show in iTunes or Spotify so you'll never miss a show. While you're at it, if you found value in the show, we appreciate rating on iTunes or if you simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us too. Be sure to tune in for our next episode.